Hi, this is the Seattle Mama Doc Podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Sue Swanson. We all work so hard to perfect how we pull off parenthood, and often we may not feel good enough. I'm here to help you face these challenges head on. Okay, I'm here with a quick update about e-cigarettes and tobacco use in teens. And I don't think there's a ton new here, but there is some new research out just this week. And it details ultimately a kind of a call to action for policymakers to make change. And that is, we know teens are online, <laughs> of course, for good for them. Of course they are. Um, and being online is putting them in a vulnerable position when it comes to tobacco companies. Tobacco companies traditionally, right, marketed directly kind of false health claims in the very beginning and then didn't really share what they knew about the negative effects of getting addicted to tobacco products to the public. Um, over time, advertising became regulated because we recognized that tobacco companies were kind of preying on the vulnerability of addiction, that most of us, if we try or start to use nicotine in a regular way, will become addicted to it. And we know lots of longtime smokers even start before they're teenagers. So we became very critical of tobacco companies, particularly to kind of the developing brain and mind of a teenager from the very beginning, and wanted to protect kids that way. And we haven't been fully successful, but we have had decreased traditional tobacco and chewing tobacco and tobacco use in kids. But of course, the vaping and e-cig movement has changed everything. And the regulations around advertising e-cigs haven't caught up. So a new study that's out this week in pediatrics, the journal from the American Academy of Pediatrics, details ultimately you know, looking back at teens' use online and teens' exposure to marketing campaigns or gimmicks from tobacco companies to expose them to or teach them or give them discounts about e-cigs, you know, what does it do to their behavior? So study is really saying, does online tobacco marketing make a kid more likely to use tobacco products or not? Now, you and I would just stand back and say, like, well, of course. But the problem is until we have the research, the government won't legislate or make policies about this. So this stuff comes out. You read it in the media. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're driving down the road right now listening to this being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the data is kind of interesting. So almost 3 million, so 2.9 million U.S. teens are interacting with online tobacco marketing back in 2013 and 2014. So they're just surveying teens through other databases and finding that kids are getting exposed. And then they said, okay, well, when kids engage with online tobacco marketing, what happens? Well, we know it raises the likelihood of tobacco initiation. So if you take a bunch of teens, they studied them and said, okay, you don't use any tobacco products. Then they figured out which ones were exposed to tobacco, QR codes for discounts or social media posts about e-cigs or celebrities using e-cigs or vaping. You know, what happened? Well, it raised the likelihood of them starting to use tobacco products by 26%. It increased the frequency of their use by 58%. So like, okay, it causes them 26% more likely to even just try e-cigs. I mean, we know lots are using e-cigs. There was a 900% increase in high school students using e-cigarettes between 2011 and 2015. So there's been this huge spike in the last decade, right, of, of not even the last decade, five to seven years of teens, you know, going 900% more likely that high school students are even trying e-cigarette use. And nearly one in five high school students here in Washington state say that they've used an e-cig in the last month. I mean, that's crazy to me. <laughs> like, like, you know, some states are regulating how they're sold and at what age they're sold, but kids are really getting their hands on these E6. And I think it's in part, they're curious, of course. They get a little high from the nicotine and they have this illusion that it's safe for them. And, and we know 
It's not, primarily because they can get addicted to nicotine and then they become what are called polyusers, where they use chewing tobacco or they use traditional tobacco cigarettes or they use other products that we know are going into their lungs, just like vaping that we don't like, but causing and delivering other cancer-causing substances. Okay, so back to the online tobacco marketing. These kids go online. It increases the likelihood that they start using by 26%. It increases how much they use by 58%. And then it increases the progression to polyproduct use by 70%. That is so awful. So that means a kid uses an e-cig. They're experimenting because they're a teenager and their brain is developing and they think it's cool or they don't understand or they clicked on something that made it look cool because we know advertising works. But it increase the likelihood that they'd use other tobacco products by 70%. So if your child's online, and we know 3 million of the kids and teens that were studied between just 2013 and 2014, when they were online, they were exposed to tobacco product advertising. That increased their progression to use multiple products by 70%. And it lowered the likelihood that they'd quit using products on follow-up. So they surveyed these kids, you know, like a year later and said, are they still using these products or not? And it decreased the likelihood that they would quit by almost a third, by 29%. So not rocket science, but we need these studies to help remind us that, like, teens are really vulnerable to online advertising. Online advertising by tobacco companies and tobacco products, including vaping and e-cigs, is not regulated at this point in ways that we think it should be. And we know it changes the amount that teens engage with tobacco products, the number of tobacco products they use, and the likelihood of them quitting. So boo-hoo. You know, I think this study is ultimately here because we need the FDA to get involved to ban companies from marketing to teens. I mean, the Surgeon General put out a report last year ultimately detailing that, you know, e-cigs are dangerous because it creates addiction. And addiction to nicotine earlier in life is different than addiction to nicotine later. When the brain is still developing at age 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, up to 21, it does change your um, learning processes. It may change your risks for learning dysfunction later, memory, and attention. But it ultimately, what, we, what I care about the most is I feel like it's this kind of gateway to other products and addiction and that we know it's really hard if you become addicted to nicotine to quit. Lots of people who smoke and are addicted want to quit, and it's really hard to do so. And I think our kids are getting preyed on by these big companies. And this data is the first of its kind to really prove that engagement with these advertising experiences, QR codes, social media ads, and clicks, millions of kids are getting engaged, and we know it changes how often they start using tobacco products, e-cigs, and vaping, and then how much, 70%, it increases likelihood that they go to poly product use. So here's, I think, what we can do. Be aware of it. I think legislation will change around this um, advertising to teens as more and more of this data gets out there and parents learn. But if your kids are using e-cigs, you just have to tell them nicotine is not good for the developing brain. We know that. It's not going to help them think. It's not going to help them at school. And it's not going to help them in sports. And in fact, it's going to make it harder for them to pay attention. And it's going to make it harder for them to stay nicotine-free. We know the number one thing you can do as an adult to increase your longevity is to quit smoking. That's a little update. I'll put some content on Seattle Mama Doc as well. But our kids are at risk. Hopefully legislation will change. Do your best to let teens know e-cigs are not a risk-free choice. Um, and best of luck helping keep your kids um, understanding what's going on online and ways that they can avoid getting addicted to nicotine. The reality is, it seems to me, as I get a tween in my house, that parenting is a really high-stakes job, especially with teens. But the good news is, You've got this. 
Thanks for listening. The Seattle Mama Doc Podcast episodes air every single week. I'm always interested in hearing what you have to say, what was helpful, and what you want to learn more about. Reach out to me on Twitter at Seattle Mama Doc, on my Facebook, Seattle Mama Doc, or at SeattleMamaDoc.com. Tell me what you want to learn. Tell me if you want to join me and point me to experts you'd love to learn more from. 